don't we? Need that time in God's presence every week, every day, every day. We need that encounter with God to be able to go out every day into this world, into a world that's hurting, into a world that's lost. If we don't carry that love with us, we are completely disempowered because we have nothing to offer. We have nothing to give without the love of Jesus within us. Because the love of Jesus is just, is not this airy, fairy word. You know, the love of Jesus is a powerful, impacting, life-changing love. A love that changes us from the inside out. An encounter with Christ, a true encounter with Christ changes us that we can never be the same again. Every person that met Jesus in the Bible was changed and they had a decision to make. I'll either follow or not follow, but either or, they were changed. They were changed by that encounter. They were either ticked off by that encounter or they were changed and they followed. We too have a choice to follow or be offended. To follow his word or to refuse to hear his words. We've been doing this series called Connect and it's so important that we connect with one another as the body of Christ because Jesus is coming back for his bride that is the body of Christ. He is not coming back for individuals. That is not what is written in his word. He's coming back for the church. He's waiting for the church to rise up in this day, to connect with each other, to love one another, but not only to love one another, but to love the world. To love the world just as he did. And we need him in order to do that. We need to be in community in order to do that because we need to put aside our own differences and love like Jesus did. Because let's face it, people are annoying, right? You probably don't think you're annoying, but everyone is. Unfortunately, got to tell you that, but, you know, you're annoying. Just like, I'm sure I'm annoying. Let's face it, we all are. If you don't think you are, ask someone who knows you really well. I'm sure they'll tell you the truth. (laughs) We were created for connection with God and with one another. Pastor Ian talked about how God created man first and then he said it is not good for man to be alone. And that is why he created woman. He created woman as a helper, suitable helper for him because he knew he couldn't do it on his own. I have a theory about that. (laughs) The reason, see, I don't get to, I I haven't often had a chance to, you know, put forward my view on this before because Pastor Ian always has the microphone, but 
My theory on this is that why did he call it helper? Because men need lots of help. Right? (laughs) Awesome, one up for me. (laughs) So, but in saying that, we are supposed to work together. It's not supposed to be a competition, but the world has turned men and women against each other and somehow it's turned into this competition. It was never supposed to be that way. We are supposed to complement one another, work together, weaknesses to strength, strength to weakness, and work together. So we're going to look at a scripture verse today in Matthew twenty-two thirty-five. So this is interesting. It says, Then one of them, a lawyer, asked, tempting him and saying, I find it interesting that it's a lawyer. Because lawyers are argumentative, right? Yeah, we know because one of my daughters studying to be studying law. So, <laughs> lawyers are argumentative. So he asked Jesus, tempting him and saying, "Master, which is the great commandment in the law?" Jesus said to him, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. That is the first and great commandment." And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbour as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So every single law that they followed, there was very many of them. This lawyer wanted to trick Jesus to see how he knew, if he knew his stuff. But who knows that the questions that he asked, he was questioning the person who wrote the law. So I think the person who wrote the law, the person in Jesus wrote the law, he was the beginning, he's the word, he was the word, right? So the lawyer's questioning someone who is the word, he wrote it, he put it into being. So of course he's going to know the answer to this. The greatest commandment is to love God with everything that you have. And the second commandment, is to love others as Jesus has loved us, as you, to love your neighbour as yourself. How do we love others when people are so frustrating? How do we do that? Because Jesus puts the love of God into our hearts and that love is different love. It's not a superficial, shallow Love, it is a love that is sacrificial, that is everlasting, that is life-changing. It's the first and greatest commandment because if we don't put God first, we don't know God's heart. If we don't know God's heart and we don't know what matters to Him, how can we love others? How can we possibly pass on something to others that we ourselves do not carry and do not understand and do not comprehend? We firstly have to love God with everything that we have and that grace fills us up to overflowing. We've talked a lot this morning about overflowing That overflowing love that Jesus had that took him to the cross, that demonstrated a love 
that he did by choice, not on a feeling. Love is not a feeling. Love is a choice. I'll say that again. Love is not a feeling. It is a choice. True love is a choice because often you do not feel like loving people, right? You'd never do it if you did go on a feeling. So Jesus went to the cross because of his great love for us and because out of obedience to his Father. So we need to firstly have the love of God within our hearts so that it, we have it to overflowing. So therefore we see in others what God sees. Often I'll pray that if I'm really struggling, I go, God, give me your eyes to see what you love about this person. Show me how to love this person. Show me how to care for them. I'll often pray for people first so that will give me some insight. And then he shows me. He shows me how to love. We need to get that love of God in our heart. To fix our eyes on Jesus. To fix our eyes on that sacrifice the fact that we were lost and we were in sin and we did everything wrong and yet he still loved us. We need to have that same love for others and stop looking at the outside in judgment but seeing how Jesus loves, seeing how Jesus sees those people. When we love God, we follow his command. And this is the interesting thing. These are commandments. These are not suggestions. They're not a optional extra. If you are a Christian this morning, it is the top two commandments. Commandments. <laughs> Which means we need to follow them if we profess to be a Christian. Then that pretty much says that we need to follow that and be obedient to it. But the closer we get to God's heart, the more capacity we have for others. If we're not spending time in the presence of God, we have no capacity to love others because we are trying to love out of our own flesh and our flesh is limited. Our flesh gets frustrated. Our flesh gets annoyed and angry and doesn't forgive people that we should forgive because we think, well, I'm entitled to that because of what they did for me, to me. And I've been there, I get it. I've had people do some pretty awful things about me, to me and about me. And I've had to choose to love them because in the Bible it actually says to love your enemies as well. It doesn't just say to love those that we like. That would be very few, wouldn't it? It says to love our enemies as well. That's a true test of whether the love 
of Christ is within us. But the closer we get to God's heart, the more capacity we have to love others. And we shouldn't be waiting for some sort of reciprocal exchange because that's not what love is. Love is the willingness to love someone else without any expectation that they will give back to you. This is what I find fascinating. I find lots of people these days so they don't have friends. And I say, well, are you prepared to be a friend? Because a lot of people don't want to be a friend, but they want someone to give to them, but they're not prepared to actually give back. Because to be a friend is to go that extra mile, to carry someone's burdens, help them carry their burdens. Is not dependent on what they do or what they don't do. I love this quote this, this week that Martin Niles from the ACL put up on his website. And he put, The commands of God are duties, not rights. We do them regardless of what we get in return. This is a crucial principle in the Christian life. Your behaviour towards others has nothing at all to do with whether they deserve it. What they have done to you or what is in it for you. How true is that? We should not be doing things for others in expectation of what they can do for us in return. That's not love. That's not love. It's awesome when they do, absolutely. That's amazing. But that's not true love. True love is doing those things regardless. True love is going to the cross knowing that you'd get rejected by many other people. They wouldn't love you back and in fact they would hate you. And in fact it says in the Bible that the world will hate us on account of Christ. Tells us that up front. I sometimes feel that those that struggle to love others have not fully accepted or had an encounter with Christ for themselves. You can't help but pass on the love of Christ if you've truly had an encounter because that love changes you from the inside and it's an encounter that you can't help but pass on to others. So therefore, if you cannot love My question is, have you truly had an encounter with Christ? A life-changing encounter? Because this is what our scripture says here. In 1 John 4, 19, it says, We love him, talking about Jesus, because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For if he does not love his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God, whom he has not seen? And we have this commandment from him, that he who loves God should love his brother also. Wow, the scripture there's pretty clear, isn't it? (laughs) Pretty clear. The love of God cannot be in us, if we say we hate our brother. 
You know, love conquers all. There is a love chapter and it talks about love being patient and love being kind and not self-seeking and not rude and all those things. That is love. That is perfect love. The love of God compels us to love others. We need to share that love around us, to the people around us. You know, we have people here every week that go out of this church sharing the love of God with others because they love people. We have volunteers that go out to Streetlight. We have volunteers that help our mainly music. We have volunteers helping to um, make up, you know, bags for the women caught up in domestic violence. You know, they're doing things. They are sharing the love of Jesus in action, connecting to the world. Why? Because they love people. Because God loved them. And they can't keep that love to themselves. The love of God compels us to love others. We need to learn to give without thinking what we'll get in return. Give to others without any expectation. Give because you want to give and release that gift. We should always remember what it costs Jesus. It cost him everything. Who are we to withhold the grace of God that cost him everything? Who are we to do that? We should always remember that, that his grace is enough. You know, those that are most judgmental of other people, I find, have not fully comprehended the grace in their own life. They've not fully comprehended where they came from, the fact that they were a sinner and probably still do sin every day. Most of us do. You know, we need to comprehend that grace and how amazing that grace was. Never forget where you came from. Never forget what Jesus did for you. And in doing so, you can show grace to the world, to a hurting world. You know, Jesus had encounters with people and he had encounters that changed lives, changed many lives. But what did he do? He didn't just love them. He loved them and he, he gave them truth as well. He loved them and he corrected them and he gave them a new way to live because he wanted them to go away changed. The love of God should change us. It should change us. We shouldn't be the same. We need to put those things on the altar. You know, the woman caught in adultery that day that they wanted to stone, which they were entitled to by the law, Jesus stepped in and protected her and and basically called everyone else out for their own sin. I think they ran away pretty quickly then. But he says, I do not condemn you. But then what did he say? Go and sin no more. He gave her direction 
that his love changed her enough that she didn't need to go back to her old lifestyle. She was changed by that encounter. So should we be changed. So should we be changed by the love of God that we can show people that I was once here and God took me out of that. God took me out of that sin and shame and he put my feet on a rock. As David said, he put my feet upon a rock. You know, choosing to connect with others and love others is going to cost us our time. It's probably going to cost us some finances. But doing this enriches our life to the full. Connecting with others is what we were made for. Jesus hung out with 12 disciples. He didn't hang out on his own, walk from place to place on his own, which he could have. But no, he hung out with the 12 disciples and he journeyed life with them. And he, they had dinner together and they invested time into one another. And were the disciples annoying? Absolutely, they were annoying. <laughs> and frustrating and all those things. And Jesus spent time with them and they spent time with each other and they learnt to love one another and to carry that love wherever they went. You know, there may be some relationships right now that you may need to forgive someone and let that go before you can move forward. A decision to love someone that you know that is maybe unlovable. Maybe God's challenging you about that right now. You need to love that person with God's love. That's the interesting thing about that verse that we read at the beginning. When it says to love one another as I have loved you, the translation is translated God love. God love sacrificial love, God love, not our love, God's love for others. Jesus connected with others on a deeper level. He touched people's hearts. We need to be praying that we can touch people's hearts, that when we are around people that they feel the love of Jesus on us, that we are able to carry his presence with us, that we can touch people's hearts, that we can hear him tell us things about these people maybe that they need to hear, that they need to be set free from. Be interested in those around you. Don't walk around the place just ignoring people. I challenge you, be interested in people when you walk around, you know, whether it's the Check out Chick or your favourite coffee place that you go to. We have our regular spots that we go to and we get to know people. We get to know their lives. We talk to them. Be interested in people. Listen to them. Pray for God to give you the love that he has, that he sees. And you'll change people's lives when you do that. Galatians 5.24 
says, But those belonging to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passion and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become glory-seeking, provoking one another and envying one another. We need to be encouragers of each other. Think about some people maybe this week that you could bless, that you could pray for, that you could encourage. You know, you might even bump into someone randomly and just just encourage them, give them a compliment. You know, I, I try to do that when I, I notice people and I say, oh, I really love your outfit or I, I really love the way you do that. Oh, you've got a beautiful smile or, or whatever it is. Obviously, guys, be careful if you're complimenting females. That could, could go a bit wrong. Um, but, you know, just an encouraging word to someone. That's showing the love of Christ to others. I love to give gifts. I love to show people, you know, that I care through gifts or even some strangers sometimes that I've connected with, you know, God has said, go, get, go give them some flowers. Go show them that I care about them. And I've done things like that. You know, there are so many ways that we can reach out to other people with his love. Who does God want you to reach out to today? What is he asking you to do? You know, imagine if every single person in this room reached out to one person this week. How amazing would that be? That would double our impact in this world. Maybe you could, you could be the person that reaches out to three people. It says here in James 2.14, My brothers... What profit is it if a man says he has faith and does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and if one of you says to him, go in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them those things which are needful to the body, what good is it? Even so, if it does not have works, Faith is dead, being by itself. Our faith in God should cause us to reach out and demonstrate the love of Christ in action, in action, so that we don't ignore those in need, but we reach out to them. You know, there's the story of the Good Samaritan, and it's a long story, so I won't go into it, But this guy that was dying in the gutter was passed by by several people before someone reached out. Let's not be that person that walks by and just ignores. Let's be that person that goes the extra mile and shows the love of Jesus to those in need. Love is always followed up with action. How can we love others today? Firstly, we need to get the love of Christ in our heart for ourselves. So we need need to love God with everything that we have so that we have the capacity to love ourselves. 
and then we can love others. And to see them as Christ sees them, just how he saw us, just how he saw each one of us and, and still reached out to us. How can I demonstrate that love this week? Who is God sending me to? Who is God sending me to this week? How can I show them love? Is there a relationship in my world that needs restoration? How can I show that person love? How can I show that person forgiveness? Let's make a decision to do something about that this morning. Amen. Let's just pray. Thank you, God, that you've called us. You've called us to be in relationship. Firstly, you have called us to be in relationship with you and then you have called us to be in relationship with others. In this place this morning, the, most, the first step is to know Jesus and to know his love for yourself. If there's someone here this morning that would like to know that love for themselves this morning, this is your opportunity just to lift your hand in this place and I'm going to pray for you that you will know the love of Christ in your heart to overflowing, to heal every part of you, that you would know Him, that you would know Him fully. Thank you, God. If he's touching your heart right now, just lift up your hand. I'm going to pray for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Okay, now we're going to just pray right now. If God is speaking to you right now about someone you need to reach out to, that you need to have love for, that you, that you know God is talking to you about right now, I want you to lift up your hand and we're going to pray for you too, that you can reach out to that person. Amen. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for that. Thank you, God. There's got to be more people here. God is calling you. One person. God, I just pray right now, the love of God in these people here, stir them up, Lord. God, I pray right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Well, let's stand. We're just going to pray a prayer. Maybe there's people online this morning even that are going to give their, give their lives to Jesus. So let's just close our eyes and we're going to pray a prayer. Thank you, Jesus, that you died for me. Thank you, Jesus, that you rose from the dead. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. Make me your child. Help me to live for you. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, God. Let's just let's just stay in this atmosphere just a little while longer. God, I pray just right now, stir us up, Lord. Stir us up to truly love others. I just challenge you this morning to let things go in your own heart that have been holding you back. I want you to shake it off your life. 
shake it off your life and let it go so that you can show that love to others. Thank you, God.